0: This week, Breakfast with the Beak is brought to you by that fucking Dorito taco thing. Stop thinking and cram one in your food hole, stupid! Good morning and welcome to Breakfast with the Beak. I am your host, Johnny Goodtimes. Joining me is my sidekick. I'm Dr. Eisenberg. He sure is. Good morning, Nicks Good morning, Johnny. Good morning, Beakniks. How do you feel about the, uh, the Republican National Convention, Johnny, is going to Tampa, Florida next week? I've been to Tampa, and it sucks. It does suck. It does. It's hot, and it smells like... I don't know, demon farts. That whole city reeks. Yeah, well, uh, uh, next week it's going to smell like that, plus several hundred very prominent Republicans. Oh, goody. Pasty men in the humidity. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Just just nothing but shame and hooker sweat. It's like a whole town that's going to smell like Chris Christie's underwear. Well... (laughs) I'm never sleeping again. Now, in addition to the com- the, the convention, right? The FBI released uh, a report that apparently there are a whole bunch of anarchists plotting all kinds of shit next week. <laughs> no, they're not. Like anarch- some bunch of like terroristy stuff. Anarchists suck at everything. Yeah, they're probably not going to be able to pull anything off. No, the, the anarchists are so bad at planning. <laughs> it's the flaw in anarchy. It, well, yeah, yeah. they they're they're basically like human cats. But in addition to that, Hurricane Isaac is also scheduled to, like, ram its way into Florida next week. Like, ru- like on the first night of the convention? Now, hurricanes are much better at fucking shit up than anarchists. They are, they are. And, on top of that, the other day, uh, Casey Anthony just finally got off her parole. So she's free to roam and presumably have babies and kill them. All right. So, or, you know, or just just be a horrible person in general, I'm sure. I mean... Even putting that aside, she wasn't great. No, <laughs> no. no, no. But, so, do you remember in, in the movie Ghostbusters when things start to ramp up? Like, it's just kind of wacky and like, oh, there's a ghost in the library. Yeah, kind of oh, hey, there's this lady in the library and then Slimer, haha. And then, like, things start to pick up. Uh, like, they have to bring on an extra guy. They're just, they're yeah. working, catching ghosts around the clock. They're everywhere. Yeah. Egon. Does the whole thing with, like, the 600-pound Twinkie. I love that Twinkie. Right? And then, like, uh, you know, shit gets really ominous. Uh, Rick Moranis gets possessed. And then Ray and Winston are talking about the Book of Revelations. Like, it just... It builds up, it gets really, really ominous, and you're like, yeah. whoa, shit is about to go down. This is we're just early, like, yes. it's just, there's just an air of, like, tension, yeah. you know? It's like there's this evil apartment building built by a mad architect, and they don't even have time to go into that because there's so much other shit going on. I feel like that must be how some people are feeling in Tampa right now. Like, there's just a bunch of shit about to converge. Nobody in the state of Florida is sober enough to contemplate that, but if they were, they would be. Yeah, I mean, I would be. Yeah, yeah you know, I mean, if, if all that stuff were barreling its way toward New York, oh, I'd be. Yeah. yeah, I'd be. I'd be twitching right now. Oh, absolutely. You know? Speaking of Republicans, though, Johnny, all we right. have a guest here in the Breakfast Kitchen. Do we now? Yes, yes. Uh, Congressman Paul Ryan, who was supposed to come by last week, but we bumped him. He, well, I remember bumping him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on his way to the convention. And, and he stopped by here just to see little old us. He, he stopped by the Brooklyn to come in just have a sit down with us. That was sweet of him. All right, yeah, yeah. well, I mean, as uh, you know, uh, an aspiring vice president, he's got to make as many of the rounds as he can. Oh yeah, no, pick I mean, up the Romney slack, so to speak. Yeah, he's got to do all the the shows. He's he's got to, he's got he's, he's uh, let's say soil himself with the uh, the dirty people that that Romney refuses to acknowledge. Yeah, well, that's us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh going to come on out? our show and uh, soil himself. Then all right. <laughs> <laughs> In a matter of speaking, all right, but, yeah, let's Joey. All bring right, him out. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Congressman Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan, everybody. Hi. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Very nice to meet you both. I am Congressman and future Vice President Paul Ryan. It's nice to be here. God damn it! It's Tim Palanti again. Call me T-Paw. Ah. ah oh shit. Uh, uh. See? See? Tim Palenti? You can't do that. You can't pretend to be Paul Ryan and come on people's shows, okay? You, just, you can't keep sneaking in here, okay? How did you know? I got, I got a fake widow's peak and glued it. See? It's glued onto my head. See? The widow's peak. And I put some product in the hair, so I kind of look like Paul Ryan. I'm like in my 40s in white. Yeah, Do yeah. I really not look that much like Paul Ryan? You, you, He's you, got a point. It's not how you look, Tim Valenti. It's indiscernible. Uh, you uh. got a distinctive way of presenting yourself, i, let's I say. I, it's, 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 I, I, it's how you carry yourself. It is. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I just have too much of that teapot style. Is that the word for the just the the force field of sweat and desperation you bring in with you? Look, I got some time, okay. I've got until Tuesday to work on it, and I have. I, I'm just gonna practice getting into the Paul Ryan character, okay. On my way to Tampa, you're going to Tampa as Paul Ryan. I am. I'm just gonna slip in. I was supposed to be the VP nominee, okay. I remember I, that. Yeah, yeah, Paul Ryan. Was was on the short list as too risky because of the economic. I was down as the safe bet. Yeah, and uh, he took it. So I'm gonna go get it back. I'm just gonna slip in. Paul is gonna be P. Rye. Well, 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 yeah. P. Rye, yeah. I'd love to help you uh, perpetrate this uh, this ruse. Uh huh. What if you win? Are you just gonna beat Paul Ryan for the next four years? Yeah, you know, I think it'll be okay. You know So you're gonna just be uh living in Paul Ryan's house, banging Paul Ryan's wife? Is this what's gonna happen? Well no offense to Mrs T Paw but uh Mrs. P Rye is, is uh no slouch. So I could take it or leave it, frankly. <laughs> this is deeply unpleasant. But not afraid of Paul Ryan. Not afraid of Mitt Romney. So you're just gonna have him tied up in your basement, or I, I don't have it all figured out because it's one step at a time. All right. <laughs> well, well, T Paul. I don't know. There's T-Paul a lot of, I've been I've been focusing on the Paul Ryan trivia. Okay. I've been I've been just trying to learn as much as I can. Really get into characters, like a method thing. Did you know Paul Ryan used to drive the Wienermobile? <laughs> Fuck you, T Paul. He did. He did. He worked for Oscar Mayer. This is just some trivia I looked up. So, I don't know. I don't know much about it. Have you ever driven the Wienermobile, Johnny? Good times? You know goddamn well that I haven't. I don't know that, but okay. I I don't listen to the show. All Oh, you don't? (laughs) No. 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 You might as well listen to it, because you're coming into our apartment every other day, (laughs) sneaking in. I find you under the bed. You know, what is that? What is that? I woke up. You were under my bed. How long were you there? Wait, really? Yeah. That's, wow, that's, uh, that's, that's messed up. I know! I... That's the, that's why I'm telling you that, because it's so messed up. That wasn't me. That was a dream. Oh, I'm the ghost of Paul Ryan. Under your bed, Woo T-Fall, this makes no narrative sense, and I'm not sure I believe you. All right, well, I gotta get to Tampa. Yeah. It's nice, <laughs> nice seeing you guys. I'll see you. Vote, vote, Paul Ryan, secretly Tim Valenti, in November. All right, we'll, All right. we'll see you, t Paul, because I know we'll fucking see you. As soon as you get back, you'll just be over here again somehow. Yeah, good luck staying out of Guantanamo Bay. Godspeed. Right. <laughs> Look out, Tampa. Here comes Hurricane t Paul. Ouch. If this is your first time listening to Breakfast with a Beak, <laughs> sometimes Tim Valenti drops by. If you don't remember who Tim Valenti is... That's okay. Neither does most of America. Yeah, we do because we we just bet on the the wrong comedy horse. Consistently, <laughs> yeah. Consistently, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, when you're already on a what's the analogy I'm looking for? When you're already driving the wrong comedy wagon train, what's more wrong comedy horse to just hitch to it? Sure, whatever. Yeah, yeah. it's 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 a bad comedy caravan yeah. at this point. I got a shitload of Google Plus jokes I'm never going to get to use. Well, a lot of people did. I know. Yeah, can't do my zune jokes anymore. No, no, no. Your Sopranos jokes are right out. At least people enjoyed that. People didn't enjoy the zune. That's true. At least, at least the Sopranos left a legacy. Anyway, okay. Let's roll a topic. See what we can joke about. Oh, all right. Yeah, that's how, right. How about that? Let's let's roll, let's roll this week's topic. Yeah, that's what we actually are supposed to be doing on this. Show. That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah so maybe we when, do it. We don't get interrupted by. It. Tim Pelenti, again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that is actually a pretty huge number. All right. 35. Topic number 35 is Chainmail, suggested by Ashley in Pittsburgh. Thanks, Ashley. Yes. Chainmail. Chainmail. All right. Yeah. So if you're playing a shaman or a hunter, uh, you're going to (laughs) be. You're gonna be rocking that in game. You go straight for for Warcraft. You don't even stop over on D and D or anything. Just, I figure we're gonna get there. We are. You know? We're getting there right now. I think armor in in D and D is weird though because like I mean I don't I haven't played D and D but it's like because it's all kind of on paper mm-hmm. I don't know how often you got to like buy and replace your armor and stuff. There are there are people who can get away with never doing it. Yeah, I mean you can get it in dungeons and shit. You know. Yeah. You get that like, but. No, every so often you get the the DM who is just really strict about making everything random. So he just picks what the treasures are going to be by rolling for them, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, good news! In this dungeon, you, we've got a suit of armor that none of you can even lift, and if you wear it, it turns you into a squirrel. Wow, that seems like not a fun way to play that game. Yeah, no, yeah. it's like, oh well, I'm I'm glad we fought that troll. <laughs> Thank goodness that now we can have this. Well, you can maybe sell it. Who would want that? Who would want armor that turns you into a squirrel? Like permanently or just whenever you want? I I don't know. Like, can you take it off? I think, like, you put it on and you're hit with the squirrel curse. But can you take it off? Like... Of course you take it off. Squirrel can't fit in the armor. He just crawls out of it. Okay, right. But so once you put it on, you're a squirrel forever? Or until someone turns you back. Like, because if I could turn into a squirrel whenever I wanted to, but also could turn back whenever I wanted to... That would be a cool ability. I think you'd need, like, a wizard or something to turn you back. Oh. If it was, like, an at will ability, I would totally be into it. Not even, like, a, a dungeon scenario, just in life. No, like, it, it would be cool to sometimes be a squirrel. If I was some kind of magic shapeshifter, but I could only turn into a squirrel. Yeah. So I guess I was just some kind of wear squirrel. Mm hmm. You know, I mean, that, that'd be okay. I'd be a squirrel sometimes. I'd be a wear squirrel. I'd run around, it'd be a thing to do. Uh-oh, full moon, got to go climb some trees. <laughs> yeah, I mean, squirrels don't pay rent. So, like, I mean, if you fell on hard times, like oh, you yeah. lost your job or something... It'd be a squirrel for a while. It's just be like, you know, during the day, I'll turn into a person and go job hunt. Mm-hmm. And if I don't find a job, I'll just uh, turn back into a squirrel and sleep in a tree. No, you turn into a squirrel, Yeah. you sneak into the place where you applied, mm-hmm. and you chew up everyone else's uh, resumes. There you go. Yeah. There you go. There you go. I don't know. Squirrels can probably are probably pretty good at like stealing shit out of purses. Well, the point is, maybe just be a thief. A lot of this isn't super relevant for Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, <laughs> our topic is not Dungeons and Dragons. Our topic is chainmail. Yeah, and we, we should sh- actually step back a little bit, right? All right. Chainmail, whether in like a video game setting or in actual medieval combat, yeah, it's basically a way to wear light metal armor. Yeah, right. It's like it's like. You you're wearing clothes made out of metal for protection. Yeah. But it's in such a way that it's it's you're not wearing like whole pieces of metal, yeah, and, it's, you know. It's metal. Li- it's little links of chain all connected to each other right. to make a a metal sweater. Basically, basically, yeah. basically yeah. And it and it, it it's because it's lots of little links it can kind of move around. So you've got a little more flexibility. Yeah, it's flexible. It's not like wearing a big old suit of armor which is just big sheets of metal. Right. On you. That Yeah, that's very cumbersome. Yeah. Yeah. Like, in movies and stuff, you know, people never take that armor off. They sleep in it, and they fight in it and stuff. No. No. Actual knights, they hardly ever wore that shit. Right. Because it's horrible. It's like... Yeah, it yeah. It shapes, and it itches, and it fills up with gross secretions and shit. It's, like, super unpleasant. You put that on, it's just like, hello, infections... Yeah. Yeah, so chainmail, good for warding off that. I mean, unless you're someone who has, like, major, major, you know, kind of image issues, like uh, Brienne of Tarth. Yeah. She wears her armor more often than your average knight, just because she wants people at all times to think of her as a knight. Yes. Rather than an ungainly lady who doesn't have a husband. And she's earned that. I mean, she's super badass. No, she can be both. Yeah, no, she she is super cool in the armor. Yeah, so... And, but, you know, yeah. going around chopping guys' heads off and shit, yeah. Right, yeah, no. But but most most knights don't do that. Most knights in real life didn't do that either. It's like, they'd maybe put it on for a battle, right. but then they'd maybe <clears throat> just put some of it on because it's like, eh. It really depends on where your position is in that battle yeah, and what like, you need to do. I really want the option to run the fuck away if I have to. <laughs> like, a lot of that stuff, they just put it on to to joust and basically play fight because... If you fell off your horse in armor, it's like, you ever see a turtle on its back? Right. Same thing. Same thing. Well, again, it's what kind of battle you're going into. I mean, if you're about to face a, a, a say, a column of archers. Oh, yeah. And there's just like a barrage of arrows going to come at you. Yeah. Then maybe you want to be just wearing the, you know, the full plane armor. Yeah. You know, just to... They'll bounce right off Well, potentially I mean, you, you, you aim the arrow right You get enough speed behind it It can punch It can pierce So That's difficult That it is It's very difficult to pull off But yeah, the point As is, long as you're not going up against Robin Hood Or loss or something Yeah, well, the guy who did wasn't happy about it No, so. no But the point is The chainmail is lighter It's more flexible If you fall off your horse You can get back on your horse Or not get back on your horse Whatever Run around, chop some guys up the other thing about chainmail is sort of the precursor to like the you know concealed bulletproof vest, like when you know Bilbo has that, or not Bilbo, when Frodo has yeah. that like mithril coat yeah. underneath his shirt. And nobody even knows he has it on. Yeah, no, you could wear he gets stabbed, and he's like, nah. Yeah, you could wear chainmail under your clothes back then, it like was, secretly. Yeah, yeah, or or not secretly, whatever. You could tell people about it, and then you know, I mean, it wouldn't matter. But anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, armor. You put that on, it's like, hey. There's that guy wearing all that stuff. You're not sneaking around in that. No. clank. Yeah. Yeah. So. And frankly, the only reason anyone remembers chainmail because ultimately it doesn't look as cool as a full suit of armor. Hmm. You know, like the only reason anybody remembers it is because you know it, when you're playing uh, a game, some sort of in some sort of medieval fantasy setting, a role-playing and, kind of game. Yeah. yeah. It's like well. This is cheaper than a whole suit of armor, so your character can afford it. Right, and right. Basically, it's just put in there to be an affordable middle-of-the-road option between just wearing your clothes and wearing armor. Yeah, I mean, it also allows for distinctiveness between different classes, you know. Oh, yeah, depending on the game, sometimes, like, yeah, you know, oh, yeah, well, wizards can only wear this stuff, and it's like, really? Like, he, he, he can't even wear, like, some... Some gloves or some boots that have some metal on them? Nope, really? That's too much for him? Yeah, that's unrealistic. At the same time, wizards are basically the fantasy equivalent of nerds. And, you know, when is a nerd going to be beefcake enough to walk around in plate? Um, That's that's very unlikely. Thing is, you see a guy wearing a full suit of armor, full suit of plate now. Yeah. It's like, you're going to think... Nerd, But that's not made of the same material. No, it's not. As medieval armor was made of. That's that's very lightweight. That's sheet metal. Yeah. You yeah, know, that's... If you ever buy, like, sheet metal at, you know, Home Depot, it doesn't weigh that much. That's fair. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Uh, also, a sword can go right through it, so... Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's also fair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's uh, <laughs> unfortunate for him. Yeah. But, no, uh... The thing is the the other reason I think people remember chainmail is just because because it is more flexible, more a little more cloth-like than, uh-huh. you know, armor armor. Right. You can kind of make more stuff out of it and that gives us the wonder that is the chainmail bikini. The chainmail bikini. Yeah. The chainmail bikini <laughs> is arguably the most ridiculous garment in all of fiction. That's fair. Yeah. Because I mean, like, there have been people, pretend people, who wear stupid shit. Marvin the Martian wears, like, a crazy Spartan helmet for some reason. Whatever. Well, yeah. But, for fuck's sake, the chainmail bikini. (laughs) It doesn't do anything. You still see it pop up in all kinds of fantasy trips, whether it's a fucking, you know, uh, uh, an MMO or a Boris Vallejo painting. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, good news (laughs) If you get in a sword fight, your vagina and part of your breast will be protected. Exactly, exactly. Like the rules of modesty and the rules of combat protection. Yeah, don't go together. Okay. No. If someone's trying to stab you, they're not aiming for the nipples. It's not just, really. It's no. not going to happen. No, unless it's some kind of like serial collector who or serial killer who collects nipples. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, and then it's like you've got. That guy's got his own problems. He's not getting out there with a sword and getting them. He he does it his own way, you know. It's <laughs> yeah. You're rarely in open combat with the serial killer. It's yeah, more I sneaky, mean, murdery stuff. If you are, it's just coincidence. Like he happens to be in the army, right? You know? And uh, and then he's not really doing his serial killing business. He's just he's just in the army. He's just also has a job. Well, since we mentioned uh, uh, Warcraft already. I'm sure you've noticed this, and and probably some of our listeners have as well. Is like you'll get a piece of armor, and it's when it's cloth, it's whatever, but it's when it's like uh, you know a, a plate or a, a chainmail situation. Yeah, and when you depending on whether you put it on a male character or a female character, they'll come they'll have a completely different model for it. <laughs> like on the on the male, you know, warrior, it'll be just. Full length chainmail shirt covers everything. Yeah. On the female, suddenly she's got this wide open bare midriff. Yeah, no, it's yeah. like a little chainmail bikini top, or at most, you know, a little chainmail belly shirt, like, you know, oh, hey, look at you. It's little chainmail 90s baby doll punk girl. You yeah, know? yeah, it's like, uh, uh, it's like warrior, fantasy warrior Gwen Stefani dropped by. Yeah. And, you know, Wanted to show yeah. off her belly piercing, so yeah, it is, yeah, uh, but yeah, it's which is a ridiculous double standard, but yeah, yeah, they, you still see that in games today. You do, I, and I mean there is some variation, like between you know the the, the type of creature you're playing. You know, stuff's going to fit an orc differently than it fits a gnome or whatever. That's true, but but yeah, the the differences between male and female are much more striking. Yeah, <laughs> because even. Even the uh, the characters where nobody is sexy, you know. Right. If you're playing a big old, you know, monstrous cow man. Yeah. Or cow lady. Right. Doesn't matter. Hey, she's got the little midriff. Doesn't even have a belly button because she's a she's a cow. Cow. Yeah. Yeah. And no. uh, I mean, I think real cows do have umbilical cords, but I don't know where they all plug in. You know. Um. It's a, it doesn't work the same way. I don't know. Right? I don't know cow anatomy. I'm not a cow scientist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know where the meat parts are. You know, like, <laughs> you know, I know where the brisket comes from, but that's that's not the same thing. You know, I'm descended from farm folk, but yeah, the cow navel. And navels in general don't really come up on non bipedal species. Yeah, like you can find the navel on, say, a gorilla. Yeah, you yeah. know, but they kind of look like us already. You're never looking for the navel on like a pig. You're right. I'm not. It's yeah, like, I, I wouldn't know where to. I wouldn't know where to start. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, they're mammals, so you might try where ours are. But yeah, you just know. kind of poke around the undercarriage a little bit. Yeah, uh, like, oh, pig belly, you know. And it have to be a non-fluffy animal. That's cause... where the bacon comes from. <laughs> See, I know a little bit about anatomy, <laughs> right? Right. Mostly right. where the tasty parts you, are. You know the food part. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Things are interesting, because the shoulder is called the butt, but then the butt is called ham, and anyway. <laughs> Interestingly enough, in Diablo 3, okay. which was the next kind of fantasy game after Warcraft that the same fucking company made... Right, It is just, that is the same company. Do Does the tradition continue? No, their modesty rules are actually based on class rather than sex. Interesting. Like, if you play a, a witch doctor or a barbarian, they're practically nudist male or female, like... They're just, like, wearing, like, loincloths and shit. Like, hardly anything. Yeah, what does a barbarian wear? He wears a loincloth and some leather straps and something to keep his axe in place. Exactly. So whether you play a male or a female, they're both about equally exposed. You play a female demon hunter... She's covered head to toe in just spikes and metal and leather and skulls and death. That is kind of awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because then, then, you know, you get to the end of the game and she pulls the helmet off and it's like, Oh, my God, Samus is a girl. It is a Samus kind of situation. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, yeah she doesn't need to wear a belly shirt. You know? Right, right. So there are times when... Fantasy video games don't completely fuck up the gender roles. Yeah. And yet, plenty of times we see the goddamn chainmail bikini. Yeah, I mean like the the chainmail bikini tradition right is even kept alive outside of fantasy, even if not literally, then at least in spirit. Uh-huh. I mean, look at classic Star Trek. You know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it's like the, like the, uh, the 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 lady the the lady crew members on the bridge are wearing their little like swinging 60s mini dresses. They are, yeah. I mean, you don't really need armor in Starfleet, so anybody could wear anything, theoretically. Yeah. None of the Starfleet clothes are really protective. No. It's all just cloth. So. But, uh, well, I mean, you know, what about the Navy? You know, same deal. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. They're all, they used to wear bell bottoms. I think they might still. I don't remember. Um, I don't know. I think they finally retired the bell-bottoms. I I don't know what they wear now, but whatever. They still wear pants, is the point. Well, the point is, the women in the Navy are basically wearing the same thing as the men. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe maybe it's a slightly different cut, but the overall effect, when you look at it, it's like, yeah, it's the same outfit. Right. And in the 60s, I don't think there were women in the Navy. I'm pretty sure there weren't. So, but if there were, I guess the question is, (laughs) would they have made female naval officers wear ridiculous little skirts, like stewardesses. He's like, here, have your little fucking space bunny outfit, Yeah, like, if that's what you're into, like, I would never tell Xena, don't wear that, because she will fucking cut a motherfucker's head off. No, I'm terrified of Xena. Yeah, yeah, and, like, she's got, you know, she's wearing, like, the leather skirt, and she's showing off the belly and the cleavage and everything. Yeah, yeah. But, see, now, it's different with Xena... Because everywhere it looks like she's exposed, she's got ten more weapons hidden. Yeah. Like, there's a, a dagger down in her cleavage, and she's got, like, knives on her thighs, and, like, everywhere she can conceal a weapon, she is. So To be fair, she's also concealing them in places where there's no way she actually could. But somehow, she's just got some extra weapons stuffed in there. <laughs> Well, she's a fucking badass. Uh, that's the reason, sure. Yeah. I mean, you know what? I don't want to get gross with it. I'm just going to assume she's keeping them in, like, the same dimension that Bugs Bunny keeps all those signs in. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, that works. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, yeah. You, know, you just, you reach in there and you pull out the duck season sign. Right. You know? It's like that's, like, Xena reaches in there and pulls out a sword. Right. So there are exceptions. That would be kind of awesome. She reaches down into her belt, pulls out a duck season, son- anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like some kind of bizarro episode where she does a crossover with Bugs Bunny? And no, like- she just reaches into the dimension and grabs the wrong thing. Oh, like, like she and Bugs Bunny have access to the same pocket dimension. Yeah, like the handle of the sign feels like the handle of the knife, and she pulls out the duck season- Oh, whoops. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. That would be weird. Yeah, I know, it wouldn't actually make for good television, but... No, Neither did much of Zena. So Zena was good. Okay. It was just I mean, Zena was a good concept. Whether or not the whether or not the the stories and the action were always good is debatable. Yeah, the e- the execution is separate from the yeah the it was the very execution. low budget. Yeah, yeah. And you know, well that's uh, that was the uh, the curse of uh, genre television in the nineties. And you had to do a lot of crossover with Kevin Sorbo. That's okay. <laughs> You know, Kevin Sorbo needs love too. I yeah. like well, Kevin Sorbo. He seems like an okay yeah, guy. He, he, he seems like a nice. Fellow. He seems like a cuddly hunk. <laughs> well, <laughs> cuddly hunk. I I don't even know how to answer that. I don't know what to say to those words. What? Not cuddly hunk? I I can honestly say I have I have no coping skills for that pairing of words. <laughs> See, I think if I was a hunk. Instead of a skinny, you know, aging nerd who's trying not to turn into Louis C.K., I think I would want to try to look more like Kevin Sorbo. I feel like, Kevin Sorbo in like the early 90s, I feel like that's kind of my target ideal that I'll never reach. No, no, if I, if somehow I had been blessed with hunkiness, uh huh. no, Bruce Campbell. Okay, that'd, yeah. well that'd be cool Yeah, That'd be cool if I looked like Kevin Sorbo And you looked like Bruce Campbell And we were just hunkier versions of us hosting this show Then it would be a YouTube show And people would actually want to look at us This is a weird fanfic you're writing And <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to contribute But you keep dragging me into it all I said was I like Bruce Campbell. Okay, Bruce and Campbell's I, cool, and I got a pretty nice chin myself. He's a funny so, guy. You know, yeah. I mean, all I, right, I cover it up with a beard, but it's pretty awesome. Right, and our chins are okay. I would, I would argue that their chins are better. Well, that's because they belong to Bruce Campbell and Kevin Sorbo. See, you keep dragging me into this. It's- I don't want to be part of your creepy little fanfic where you're the mayor of some sad little hometown, town. Okay. <laughs> I don't think hunk towns are ever sad. I think they're happy because they get to be hunks. <laughs> what the fuck? I feel like you're the mayor of Sad Little Nerd Town, but that just comes out as hosting a podcast. I wouldn't want to be the mayor of that shit. <laughs> I wouldn't even run. If they wrote my name in, I would resign. Okay, I want <laughs> if nothing. elected, I will not serve. I want nothing to do with nerdville politics, (laughs) Let someone bitter and creepy have that. Let some fucking brony have it, you know? (laughs) That's fair. Because, A, the bronies would just be an insurmountable voting block in that town. I would leave. That's true. It would be a weird special interest. Like, it would come to the point where you'd have to cater to the brony vote. Yeah, if there was a nerd congress, that would come up. Yeah, and, and sooner. That's a weird late. thing to think of. And sooner or later, you know, if they really wanted their demands met, one of them would have to let the facade crack and say, "Look, we started out just joking, and now we're all just really committed to the joke." That's all it is. I have to assume; otherwise, it makes no sense. I mean, like I've I've seen the show. It's not bad for a children's show. It is very well written compared to most of the shit we make children watch. Right. But I assume what happened was a bunch of men saw it And they were like, oh, this is really good for a kid show If I was a critic, I would say that Right. And everyone on the internet wants to be a critic But they don't have a website where they write reviews So they just went on forums and shit and were like Hey, this show's actually not bad, you know And then they just decided, fuck it, we need to commit to this Because it's so ridiculous Right, right, and yeah, because otherwise I don't see where you get the the conversion to like you know, spending hundreds of dollars on, like, pony merch and pony toys and going to conventions and, you know... Yeah, most of these you're... guys aren't doing that. <laughs> right, right. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I was being like, oh, well my name is Buttercup Cherry Sprinkle and I like to prance and whatever that shit is. Yeah, well, like... Yeah. It's, I mean, like... I mean, I'm like, nothing against it. Yeah, I mean, you know, even that, even, like, the... like, hey, I like lots of things, but I don't feel the need to dress yeah. up as those things. Like, even the guys who are like, you know, oh, yeah, this is my pony, Buttercup, Cherry Sprinkle, they're obviously having fun. They're obviously not taking it too seriously. Right, but, I mean, it's, it's, like, it's, it's, it's no different than, like, a guy dressing up as a Klingon yeah. for a convention. It's like, if you look at any website, like, run by a guy who is into that stuff, like... Like, right. even if it's just, like, a fucking shitty deviant art profile or whatever, you know? Sure. It's like, you go through their stuff and you hit the moment where they get into ponies. hmm The pony art is all very, you know, tongue-in-cheek. It's always very silly. Right. The only people who are really doing the serious... Taking it seriously... Yeah. ...are people who were dicks to begin with. That's fair. The people who, like, you know, who in their souls... Are a uh, hundred and fifty million year old fox spirit or whatever you know? Oh yeah. And those yeah. people were already dicks. Yeah, or from L.A. That guy thought he was from Atlantis. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of somebody else. Yeah. So it's <laughs> like your your San Francisco types, maybe. Oh you know? yeah. you like you get into showbiz, and then sooner or later you got to find a shaman. Actually, speaking of showbiz and fantasy tropes and crappy past lives, okay. I was reading about, you know... No idea where that's going, but okay. Scientology is where it's going. Uh Uh-oh. Because I was reading this amazing article, and I don't even care if this ties into the show anymore. I want to talk about it because it's so ridiculous. Fair enough. Okay. It was about, like, it was trying to get into the psychology of when the whole Xenu thing gets revealed, why Uh. why do people not just walk out and say, this is fucking ridiculous? I would have to assume it's because you've already invested a lot of money at that point. I mean, yeah, you've lost money, but at that point, it's like, I blew my money on this? Fuck you. you well, I feel like that's what I would do if I didn't already know about well, it. Well, here's the here's the reasoning. It's that okay. all that auditing you do before they tell you about Xenu, uh-huh. a lot of it is uh, past life regression, where they just tell you, think really hard, and whatever comes to you definitely is what happened. And <laughs> and because it's all these stories about, you know, the worlds that existed before life on Earth and stuff and like this, you know, billions of years galactic empire. hmm A lot of the past life regressions are basically just encouraging people to write sci fi stories about the people they were in past lives. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I was a I was a starship captain from Planet Glaxonor and you know <laughs> I feel like... And so, like, by the time they get told about Xenu, they've all written, like, a hundred pages of self-insert (laughs) sci-fi. I feel like for that to work... I mean, going back to D&D, you know how you get that DM who just, like, really, really micromanages the story and strong-arms you into one specific path? Yeah. I feel like in order to hypnotize you into actually thinking you had past lives on another planet... (laughs) You would have to strong-arm them for so long. I just feel like the tensile strength of the gullibility would wear. Well, I mean, that's why, you know, a lot of people never make it through the auditing. People, if they're going to walk out, they walk out then, not at the Xenu revelation. It can't be the only reason, though. I mean... Because that weeds out the the ungullible. Okay, fine, but, you know, just random weird gullible imbecile who will latch on to anything, that's fair. But you're telling me Tom Cruise actually believes he was, you know, star captain of the ninth dimension, you know, ten hundred thousand years ago? You're telling me he doesn't believe that? Have you seen him? All right, that's a good (laughs) point. Have you seen that grin he goes around with, that baby-eating grin? (laughs) Tom Cruise probably thinks he's a time lord at this point. Yeah. That's a damn good point. Tom Cruise has probably been told he is a time lord at this point. I mean, I like Tom Cruise, he's a charming guy, but you're right, he is probably absolutely batshit. Yeah, I'm sure that he thinks that he has this beautiful history of lives throughout the cosmos where, like, you know, he used to battle aliens and fucking, you know, won the robot wars and shit. Wow. Yeah. I guess if I was that gullible, I would like to imagine that, you know, I was some adventurer who looked like Kevin Sorbo running around with a hot babe in a chainmail bikini. There you go. Yeah? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And if Scientology had room for that, you would uh, you would have that. But yeah. they don't. It's all Starship Captains. Well, you know, Starship Captain is fun and all, but it's fictional. Yeah. We could have Starship Captains someday in real life, but we don't have it yet. But chainmail exists. And chainmail bikinis theoretically could. And some people have made them and worn them to conventions. And I might have a secret folder on my hard drive about that. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, the point being, you know, chainmail makes sense as a kind of, you know, halfway armor, especially one that you can conceal. Yes. It's a good idea, and then it can also be sexy, but then it's no longer practical armor, is that's the point. The lesson. That's the lesson. That's, that's, that's pretty much the lowdown on chainmail. That's kind of true of all clothing, though, you know? Yeah. You know, like if, if you look sexy in chainmail, it's no longer doing its job. Yeah. 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 <laughs> If you take a parka and you cut it off so it just covers your boobs... Right. ...it's not keeping you warm anymore. Well, yeah. I mean, that rule applies to a lot of things, I guess. Yeah. You know. If you look sexy in a parka, like a proper parka or a proper suit of armor, it's probably because you have a very sexy face. Or just the strength of personality to really make us believe in that parka. Oh, personality goes a long way. Yeah. Yeah. So, um... You know, if anyone wants to go on some sexy Arctic expeditions with me, you know, uh, I'm probably not going to do that, but... You show up in a sexy parka, uh, he might change his you mind. He might talk me into it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that's chain mail. If you would like to send us a topic to discuss on Breakfast with the Beak... Yeah, I mean, because that's an option for you. Yeah. You can email those to us at topics at thebeak.org. That is correct. You can reach us on Twitter at at thebeak and at Doc Heisenberg. Yup. You can get us at uh, facebook.com slash breakfastwiththebeak. And breakfastwiththebeak.tumblr.com. And we have a Google Plus if you really care. Yeah. I mean, you have to find it, but... It's there. It is. Yeah. yeah. Well, 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 the internet. We want your topics. We need your topics to give us shit to do on this show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. as you can see, we barely stick to the topic as it is. Yeah. Like, if we're not reined in by you suggesting things for us to say... Yeah. ...then we'll just... God knows. Yeah, I mean, if we if we had something on the list, you know, we would look at it and be like, oh, we better not get off topic and talk about that instead, because then we won't be able to do a show about it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, we're, yeah, the, the show was about what you guys wanted to be about, yeah. and so we, all of you, all of you listening, send us topic ideas. Please. Yeah. All right. So until next week, yo, cram that in your face, old stupid. <laughs> Motherfuckers stole my idea. I was the first one to combine Doritos and tacos. And nobody told me that Taco Bell was going to steal it. That's a rant for another day. Never mind. Face hole. This has been a production of the Beak Podcasting Network. Visit thebeak.org to learn more about this and other quality podcasts. Seriously, guys, so awesome.